You are listening to Mindfully Well with Mel, episode number eight. Hey friends, welcome to Mindfully Well with Mel. I'm your host, Melissa Ike. I'm a registered nurse, certified functional nutritionist, and life coach who empowers busy women to attain the life they love and to feel well inside and out. This podcast dives deep into the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects of what it looks like to live mindfully well. So let's get started. Okay, so I am recording today. Uh, It's a Thursday in December, and it's like the third day of a blizzard, and we're getting a little stir crazy. But in addition to that, I have a kid sick home today and I have a new cat. My dogs don't like it. And so if you hear lots of background noise today, please know that the wind is about 35 miles per hour. I have a cat. My dogs don't like it. And I also am preoccupying my sick child in the kitchen with an early Christmas present. So we are hodgepodging this together today and we're still making it happen because guess what? If I waited for a perfect time where my kid wasn't sick or my cat wasn't creating drama in my house and when there was no wind in South Dakota, it wasn't going to get done. So here we are, we're doing it imperfect and we're just being consistent, just like I teach. Today's episode is going to be all around stop playing defense and start playing offense. So what do I mean by this? Because this is something that I'll often bring up to my clients when I find that they just can't seem to get traction on making those changes that they really want. And so we want to look at like, how are you actually approaching this? Are you approaching this on the defensive end or are you approaching this on the offensive end? I am not a sports person whatsoever, um, but this helps me understand Where are you going throughout your day, putting out fires all day long? How are you procrastinating more often than not? How often are you saying, oh, screw it. I'll start again Monday or January one or next month, whatever it is. Um, And you seem to be putting off the things that you know will make you feel better, like working out. You say, I hope I'll get done. I'll get to it later in the day. And you end up just thinking about it all day long and you're in this river of misery all day long because you keep procrastinating what you need to do or you feel like you're always running behind. You'll never complete everything. Um, You're always pushing, pushing, pushing and never feel like you have a break. Um, Often it's not sitting down and thinking about what are you gonna eat this week, not doing your meal prep, not preparing meals or even thinking about what you'll eat, right? Sometimes you'll go to the grocery store and like you don't even have a list. For me, I'm such a planner, like that is absurd to my brain, but I know a lot of you are out there doing this and we can just start reframing how we think about it in our mind. Are you living in defense or are you living in offense? And um, it's a, a lot of the defense, it's just allowing your day or in your life to happen to you versus taking action and living deliberately. So those are some of those examples of what defense looks like. It's basically just allowing things to happen to you and not taking the bull by the horns and just doing it and stop procrastinating, right? So 
I want to talk about what does playing offense look like so that you can start reframing how you think about your day um, instead of waking up and you're already behind. So one of the first things is to start thinking about just doing the hard stuff first. Just start taking the massive action and getting it over with. When you prolong the stuff you don't want to do, you're actually just prolonging your misery with that. So let's use like your workout, for example, you'll put it off because you hit snooze too often and um, you'll say, I'll do it later on in the day. I'll do it at lunchtime or I'll do it after work. And so from that moment of deciding I'll do it later until the moment you either do it or decide not to, you're actually thinking about it all day long. And you're probably not enjoying that thought. You're dreading it. And so you're keeping yourself in the misery of procrastinating. One of the things that I find myself doing all the time with procrastinating is unloading the dishwasher. I loathe it. I don't know why, because I timed it yesterday. I was actually microwaving something for, um, no, I was baking something in the oven, just at a really low temperature, just to melt some chocolate for holiday baking. And I put it in there for five minutes and I thought I'll empty the dishwasher, but there's no way I will get the dishwasher done in five minutes. And I had the dishwasher emptied in three minutes and it's, it's not like it was like a normal load of dishes. So it's three minutes of work that I put off all day long. I end up doing it at dinner time because I am forced to because I have to put the new dirty dishes in there. And so I dread it all day long. I put it off. I procrastinate. But actually, it was three minutes of my life. But I have been thinking about it all day long on how I don't want to do it. So instead of taking this task that takes three minutes, I've created it into an all day long task because I just continue to think about it and put it off. Every time I see a dirty dish, I'll do it later right? I just keep doing that over and over again. So I'm just prolonging my misery and unloading the dishwasher. You keep yourself in the misery of procrastinating um, when you put something off. And here's something, if you are somebody who likes to procrastinate, all I'm going to suggest to you is that do it sooner by giving yourself a deadline up front and make sure that you honor your own deadline. It's the difference between creating your life and reacting to it. Think about if you actually did everything you said you wanted to do, how would your life actually be different? It would be massively different, right? You would stop putting things off. You would stop wasting that time of procrastination and you would just be getting stuff done all of the time. So for me, since I procrastinate the dishwasher, I could easily just move up my deadline. Like right now, my deadline is honestly like 6 p.m. because that's when I absolutely have to have those dishes out. I could just move it up to 8 a.m. That's something I do at breakfast instead of something I do at dinner. That would be super easy. Maybe I'll try that next week. Okay, so another part of playing offense looks like planning. And planning is essentially decision-making ahead of time. And here's why. We have something called a prefrontal cortex, and this is the part of our brain that makes us human. And it is wonderful at making amazing decisions for our future self. If it has a goal that it's aware of, then it will help you reach that goal by planning and making decisions ahead of time. When you make decisions ahead of time, 
it actually saves you time. It also increases your growth and your confidence as a person. Think about all the times that you crush your morning workout and how good that feels that you already decided what was best for you before your feet hit the ground. You don't even have to decide again when your alarm goes off. You just go. You already decided, so you honor that decision. You made it with your highest good in mind. And listen, I know not all of you are planners like I am, but I'm hella good at it and it's my forte. So I'll keep telling you that if you want this thing, this goal, if it's to lose weight, to have energy, to be healthier, then you need to plan for it. You can no longer allow life to just happen. You can't continue to be reactive in your day, which is playing defense, right? If you're putting out fires all day long, you're just reacting to all of the things around you. And when you're reacting, it's not going to be in alignment of your highest good, of your goal. Because all the things around you, every single day, you don't really have control over it. You want to have control. You don't have control. So when you are not in the planning portion of your mind and the decision making, you already know what you're going to do. You go out into the world with all these other humans having human experiences and living human lives, and it's all very imperfect. There's going to be things that come up that you are going to have to react to. If you don't have a plan, if you haven't already decided what's in your best interest. So this can look easily like not planning your food ahead of time. One of my coaching philosophies is that food is always a forethought and it's never an afterthought. And this is be, this goes with mindful eating, right? We are using our mind to decide what to eat ahead of time. We're not reacting to hunger. We're not reacting to stress. We're not reacting to being angry with our husband or our wife. We're not sitting in discomfort and allowing it to fester and then using food to cover up all of those emotions, right? Because that's a reaction. That's making those circumstances are outside of yourself that you don't have control over and using food to make it go away. It's a reaction in that instant. But those things are not going to help you get to your goal. Anything that goes into a reaction of something uncomfortable isn't going to help you get there. And so when we already make decisions ahead of time, and when we know what's in our best interest and we plan for that, especially your food, you're going to be so much more likely to do it because you already decided. You already used that energy to make that decision. You don't have to use more energy. Sitting in indecision is one of the biggest energy wasters out there. If you're complaining about being tired, be sure to look at where you're also sitting in indecision. They are related. When I am really stressed or when I'm feeling a lot and I'm overwhelmed, I have the inability to make a decision. I just won't decide on anything. I won't decide what time to work out. I won't decide what to do in my workout. I won't decide what to eat. I won't decide when to eat. Like it's the simple things in my day. I just can't decide. So instead of waiting for my days to become stressful and overwhelm, I actually make most of my decisions early on in the week on Sundays. So on Sundays is when I meal prep. 
I make sure that we have food for the week. I make sure and I know when I'm going to be cooking again so that I don't make a few meals for earlier on the week and then end up running out of food and then we just end up eating whatever we can find in the fridge. So if you're in my meal prep membership or if you're any of my clients, you know that this is what we do. We meal prep on Sundays. We make enough food to get us through until Wednesday. And then on Wednesday, we have another mini prep day because if you have been meal prepping before, but you tend to notice that you definitely do that downhill slide later on in the week. And it's because you don't have food ready, right? So we tend to overestimate how well we can get through the week without food prepared and ready to go that we actually want to eat. Sometimes too, on Sundays, we'll prep for the entire week. And if that works for you, by all means, you go for it. That doesn't work for me um, because I don't want to eat food on Friday that I prepared on Sunday. It's stale and it tastes not great. And I'm also very sick of it. So on Wednesdays, I make time to do another mini prep so that I have fresh food to eat on Thursday and Friday. So I do a lot of my decision-making on Sundays. And so I know what we're eating during all meals of that week. I know also what my schedule looks like because I write everything down. I write down all of my work tasks, write down all of my kid tasks, my household stuff, appointments, everything and anything goes onto this sheet of paper. And uh, then from there, all the things that are on my to-do list, the meal prepping, the foods, the task, my client appointments, my hair appointment, like whatever it is, kid practices, it goes from that sheet of paper and then it goes actually into my calendar. So everything that has has to be done has to have my time and attention. It actually goes into a calendar block on my schedule. And that way I can take from that moment of thinking everything I have to do during the week, instead of storing it in my brain, which remember this, if you remember anything from this podcast, your brain is not a storage machine. It's a processor. If it's trying to carry around a bunch of information all the time and remember things, it's not going to be a very good processor and you want it to be a good processor. So unload all of that. That's also why we do thought work unload all of it onto a piece of paper and plug it into your calendar. And then you don't ever have to worry about it again, right? You already decided I'm taking care of XYZ on this day and time. My podcast always gets recorded on Thursdays. That's on my calendar. I don't have to think about it all week. What am I going to be doing? When am I going to record it? How am I going to find time? I'm not hoping to find time. I actually created the time by putting it in my calendar. Same thing goes with appointments. I know um, like last week I had a haircut at one o'clock. I don't hope to find time. I don't hope to finish my work in time to get there on time, right? I know that my calendar is blocked at a certain time. So I have enough time to travel to my appointment and get there on time. The other like little things in my business, right? So I have things that are always happening on the back end outside of client appointments. Um, I'm sending emails, I'm following up, I'm doing social media. It's so easy to say, I hope I find time to do social media, but guess what? If I don't plan it in my calendar, I'm not going to do it because I don't wake up in the morning and think about, I'm so excited to post on Instagram today. I love you if you follow me on Instagram, but sometimes, and I'm sure you know this, but it can be an energy drain to have to show up to another thing. And I'm totally introverted and putting myself out there all the time can feel exhausting. So it's so easy for me to just not do it. So I have to be intentional about putting it on my calendar and doing it at the day and time that I say I'm going to do it. The other thing that 
Um, I'll often hear clients say is I hope I find time to work out this week. And I'm always like, nope, nope, nope. We're not hoping for it. We are planning for it. So most of the time, what we end up doing in part of our coaching calls together is I, I ask them to tell me, when are you working out? Like what days? What time is it going to be? Because you can hope for a Tuesday, but then you don't wake up in the morning and then you say you're going to do it at lunch and then you don't do it at lunch and you're going to do it after work, but then you're too tired. And if you don't know exactly when you're going to be working out, then it's so easy to find loopholes in that day or time that you said. So commit to and make it really exact. Don't allow your brain to find a whole lot of leeway from this because it will. It's not going to work out when it said when you said you were going to work out, right? So make sure and find a hard stop. This is the day, this is the time, and this is what we're going to do. So for me, I know Monday mornings, I always wake up, I work out early in the morning because I'm really rested. Um, Tuesdays, I can usually do that also, but I know by Wednesdays for me personally, I am tired and I'm not going to wake up. I'm not going to plan to wake up in the morning because I know for me, I need sleep. If I don't get more sleep, if I don't allow myself to catch up on sleep at that time, then I know I'm dragging ass for the rest of the week and Thursday and Friday will be the downhill slide for me. So actually Wednesdays are um, usually my rest day. I'll do some yoga or do some walking. I still move my body, but I don't um, do strength training. And then I finish the week out on Thursdays and Fridays and I know exactly what time I'm working out. I know on the days I'm working out and I know what workout I'm doing on those days too. I plan it ahead of time. So if I'm doing mega strong on certain days, I'll do that. If I'm hitting the gym and doing specific lower body stuff, I'll make sure that I know that. And if I'm going to the gym, that also creates another obstacle for me, right? Because I can't, I don't take my kids to the gym. So what am I going to do with my kids? I have to make sure that this is going to work out in my life. And I can't just be like, oh, I hope this works because it's definitely not going to work. So when I am making all of these decisions ahead of time, I'm actually choosing my life from the highest form of my brain, which is that prefrontal cortex. You'll hear me talk about that all the time because that's our human part of our mind. It's the, it's the part where we get to plan things. We get to do things intentionally. We get to set our goals and achieve them. Decision-making can be energizing. Many times we don't make a decision because we think we're not sure and then we think we need more time. But remember, indecision pretends to be responsible, but really it's just the procrastination, aka wanting to play defense. And all it does is burn you out and wear you down. And then when you finally make the decision, it's usually the decision you would have made anyway. So when you sit down and you have this resistance from planning your week and planning your foods and being really intentional about how you spend your time, your mind is not going to want to do that. It's going to want to say, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We can do this. We don't need to spend this time sitting down and deciding. But here's the thing you do because you get to choose your life so intentionally this way. And you're not wasting time by sitting down and making all of your decisions in one little snippet of your day. You're actually creating time when you do this. Another thing that I like to do when I sit down and I make all my decisions is to plan for my obstacles. I did an episode a little while back. It's called it was episode seven, your relationship to obstacles. So if you want to deep dive into that, be sure to go there after this episode and listen to that. But when you decide on 
your week or your day or or your life, you can also decide ahead of time, what are you going to do when those obstacles appear? And what would be the next best decision? Because if we know obstacles will show up, which they will, we don't have to be surprised when it happens. That's what will happen is you plan this beautiful week with all these wonderful things and then life happens and all these obstacles appear and your mind will start to freak out. And if you have planned for these obstacles, then your mind is like, oh yeah, this, we knew this might happen. It's fine. We already decided. We already know what we're going to do when this happens. Here's our next action. Here's our next best decision. That's just thinking about things ahead of time instead of waiting for it to come. What also happens when you're in defense instead of offense is that you'll find yourself confused. You'll say, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know where. I just don't know. I find that this often happens with food planning. So maybe you are planning to go out for dinner and you're going with friends, but you don't know where you're eating or you're on vacation with family and you don't get to decide all of the foods. Basically, anytime you don't know, it's so wonderful to sit in confusion because this is the safety net for your mind. If it can stay confused, then it doesn't have to decide. Because deciding puts yourself out there in action. And action can feel very unsafe. So just remind yourself that you aren't any more safe in confusion than you are in action. So just decide. Even if it's wrong. We fear making the wrong decision all the time. But here's the thing. A wrong decision is better than never making a decision. Here's why. You learn and learning is the most valuable thing we can do for ourselves. So from confusion, you can just decide to decide. You make a decision and if it's wrong, you get to learn from that mistake. And so nothing has gone wrong. Nothing is bad. Like how beautiful is that? That either way that you go, you get to learn or you get to make a step forward. That's all there is. There's no failure. If you use failure as a way to build up resilience and your commitment, you will build your confidence. When you show yourself that you can face failure and face that uncomfortable emotion and just decide to learn from it instead of it make it mean something about you that you can't continue on or that you're bad or that this isn't working, right? There's nothing has gone wrong. You just learned. That's it. So if you're using confusion as a way to stay in that defensive mode, just remember you're not actually keeping yourself safe. It's pretend. Your mind is just using that as a reason to try to keep you safe, but it's not. And remember that failure is just not a thing. You're either winning or you're learning. And if you're winning or you're learning, there's no failure. And if there was no failure, what would you choose? Going back to the example of clients not knowing what to eat, because we always think about all of our foods ahead of time when you're in my program. And a lot of times, right, we're going to go out for dinner with family or friends. We don't know what's going to be served. We don't know where we're going, so we just can't decide. And here is a tip for you is that when you're thinking about ahead of time and you don't know exactly what it is, what you would choose, then you just decide how will I want to feel? So I use this with food. When you don't know exactly what's going to be there, you always get to use for one, your hunger scale, 
you don't always have control over the quality of foods, but you always have control over the quantity of foods that you decide to eat, right? No one's going to be forcing foods down your throat. No one's also going to be taking all the foods away. So you always have control how much you eat. But the other thing you have control over is how do you want to feel around that food? How do you want to feel before you eat? How do you want to feel during the eating the meal? And how do you want to feel afterwards? right? A lot of times it's control. A lot of times it's confidence. A lot of times I will want to feel energetic around the food, right? Because if I'm choosing foods that are really heavy and greasy and they just don't feel good in my belly, I'm not going to feel light and energetic. So sometimes I'll use that as a way to steer myself to the right decision. If I know that I want to feel energetic around my foods, both before, during, and after. And so that just helps narrow down maybe a whole bunch of options when you go out to eat or you go to your friend's house, there might be a whole bunch of options and you're just like, I just don't know. I just don't know what to choose. Choose based on that feeling. I want to feel energetic. I want to feel confident. I want to feel strong-willed. I want to feel free, whatever it is. Then you get to make your decision around the food, even though it's not an exact decision ahead of time, your exact decision was based on how you feel and then you can move forward from that. And speaking of planning. I am having a future you workshop on Tuesday, December 27 from six to seven 30 central standard time. During this workshop, you can actually come in person in Sioux Falls to my office. It's going to be super vibey and wonderful, and it's going to be so good. I'm so excited for it. And I'll also have it on zoom for those of you that are out of town and can't make it. But if you can make it, I would love to see you in person. It's going to be so good. Um, But during this workshop, we are going to be thinking about how we want to feel, how we want to be, how we want to show up in 2023. So we're really going to be envisioning that future you and thinking, how does she want to feel? How does she want to show up in 2023? So I'm going to be doing a short lesson for you in the beginning. We're also going to have time to be journaling, to really get um, centered. This isn't just a listen to a lesson and then go out and do nothing. We're actually creating from this lesson. We're creating the future you. Why do you want to be her? Where, who is she? How does she feel? How does she live her life? What does she do differently in 2023 that you're not doing now? I'm also going to be doing some meditation and some breath work to really help you envision and like really get close to yourself in 2023. And we're also going to be doing a word of the year exercise and it's going to be a ton of fun and it's really going to help you set up yourself to know what is my next course of action to become the future you in 2023. We don't just hope for the best next year. We're going to make it the best. And this is where we start to create it by making it the best. You can register for the workshop. It's actually free. Um, I'm offering it to current clients, but I'm also offering it to anybody else who is ready to set up your intentions for 2023. And really, we're going to make this a good one. You can sign up through the, the show notes. There will be a link in there and make sure you let me know in there. Are you coming via Zoom or are you coming in person? So I make sure and I have enough spots. Just so you know, if you are not a current client, this will not be up for replay. This is a very intense, high value training, and it will be for my clients, my paying clients. And I'm also offering it up to anyone else who's not my client to come for free, but it's not going to be available for replay unless you are in 
um, my, my program. Okay, and the last thing I want to touch on that is still in the defensive category is called passive action. And we really like to fool ourselves and make ourselves believe we're in action, but what it really is, is passive action. And passive action is when we want the thing, like weight loss, to feel better, to have better energy, balance our hormones, have better gut health, not be bloated, not be crabby. And we think about it all the time, but out of fear, we don't do the actions in order to receive the result. So instead, we use this action called hope. We hope it works out. We hope we'll find the time. We hope that our husbands will support us. We hope that the scale moved. We hope our cravings go away. We hope we can get to bed earlier. And we hope our mindset changes. But my friend, hope is not a strategy, it's not a decision, and it's not playing offense. When you hope it works out, you aren't creating anything to work right now. When you hope to find time to decide on your weekly meal prep, you don't create the time right now. When you hope that your husband supports your decision to change your health and invest in a coach, you don't create your own belief that this is what's best for you and your family. When you hope to stop craving sugar, you don't understand your cravings right now. Why are you hoping for all of these things you want when you can have them right now? Do you see how hope is hurting you? It's keeping you from the life and the health that you want right now because you can have it right now and you don't have to hope for it later. So stop crossing your fingers that things will work out and start making the decisions that they will work out. So my friend, how are you going to start thinking from offense and doing from offense this week, today, on a Thursday, on a Friday? You don't have to wait for Monday. How are you going to do that? All you have to do is sit down and simply plan what you're going to eat tomorrow. Don't wait for things to show up. Don't wait for hunger. Don't hope for the best. What are you going to eat? What's going to make you feel good? How are you going to move your body? When are you going to do it? What are you going to do? Where are you going to do it? Get as specific as you can so your mind doesn't find loopholes as in why this isn't going to work right now or why it could be wrong or second guess yourself. Once you've made a decision, you always go with that decision and you don't allow yourself to redecide because that's a huge energy waster. You don't need to redecide. You decided once and it was a beautiful decision. Now just do it. Okay, friends, I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mindfully Well with Mel. If you're ready to take practical steps to live a more mindful and healthy life, I encourage you to follow along on Instagram. You can find me at Melissa underscore Ike, where I share tips to help women just like you become healthier, lose unwanted weight, and feel well without the extremes and overwhelm. If this episode resonated with you, please leave a review on iTunes, which helps me to continue to create content you love. 
Finally, please note that the material in this episode is for educational purposes only and is not intended as a replacement for medical advice. Thanks for listening.